Wrestling Brain is filmed in front of a live audience and can be found on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Come join us Wednesdays immediately following Dynamite to share your opinions or just hang out with some fun guys. And if you are listening to this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, anything you can to help promote the show. And if you do this, you could be one of the many, many, many people who are saying Wrestling Brain. No! Oh, yeah. Are we live yet? Oh, yeah. They said they could not be done, but we are yet back here doing it again. You are rocking with the Wednesday Night A Show, the AE Double Dudes back in the house. Me, Mr. 50K, Josh C, one half of your co-hosting duo here, but more importantly, in the Zoob's box, he is the man of 100 likes. He is bald and beautiful. Looking fine and dandy tonight, if I may say so. He is the God. no underscore Zoob's in the house tonight. How are you, my big brother? I feel good. I feel I feel great. I feel energized. I We have tons of subs. We're already at the, at the Come level on. three hype train. The great start to the show. <laughs> Down to alert the place when we get subs is here. Uh, that sounded like drive me to madness. I'm already on, losing his... it three times. Come on. Stolen... My brain isn't built for this. Uh, Zoom, do you want to jump into the chat and thank some of these subs? They are rolling in. Come on. And uh, applause loading through the chat. Hello to the Brainiacs. Of course, hello Come on. to uh, the youthful one, Mr. Patty Pie, in the back. Uh, responsible for these sound alerts and all the music you'll hear on tonight's stream. Zoobs, who has been subbing us over in the chat? Uh, Pacefall, 17 months subs. Come Sam on. Fells, a 17 months sub. 15 months sub. Am I doing it right? 19 months. Hey, my name is Will. 100 bits from Pacefall. You can eat a sip lemon, peel and all. Danny DeRoche. It's healthy. I gifted I'll take a sip from Pastel Pile Driver. <laughs> Scoots Brodo, 14 months. Tom Hummel, 6 man. months. Chain Wallet Owner, 10 months. Rusty Shed, 7 months. We got an ass man. Come on. as well. This is fucking chaos. Uh, chat saying our video is unsynced. How could that be? Could that, does that make any sense, Maddie? Yeah, tap your computer, Sam. Uh, <laughs> you go dump some ice on it, cool it off. It's hot out there, and uh, see what's happening. Ashley, could you say video seems fine to me? I there think I think I saw Sam Fels having a couple drinks Come on the timeline earlier. Oh, so, so the, the video's not out of sync. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> listen, I've had my brain floating in the sauce, too. There's no... His ears might be a second or two ahead of his eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is how it works. This is insane, by the way. This is the most insane already thing. I love that the chat is loving it. Hello, everybody. I'm having a great time already. Thank you for tuning into the A Show, the AE Double Dudes. Of course, if you're here for the first time, please consider a follow. Thank you to everybody for the subs. Of course, if you want to get in on this hype train, you can do it very easily if you have an Amazon Prime subscription. You already got one free sub a month. So you can just use that free sub right here on Wrestling Brain. You give that whole money to Jeff Bezos, or you can give a lot to me, some to Zoobs, and almost none to Matt. That's your choice. You know, who, who do you like best of the four of us? That's three and Jeff Bezos. Hopefully, we rank in the one, two, three spots there 
in ascending order. Okay. Uh, Zoobs, maybe a weird dynamite tonight, a good dynamite in moments, but I'm very interested to see what the people thought of it. And you know that it's easy for us to do that. You know, we have the means of doing that. We have what it is we do best around here. Which, of course, I'll ask you, these Zoobs and the Brainiacs in the chat on a scale of one to seven. One being the worst and seven being the best. What did you rank tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Of course, you, 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 spent, on. you, know, you did spend money on the show per se, but you did spend time, Zoobs. You know what I'm always saying about time? Uh, seventh offensive with the six month resub. Once now that the satellites are playing, it's hard to pick it's up. It's just so easy where to you're subscribe leaving with Twitch Prime, folks. Yeah, this is it's psycho mode. I don't know how you think it's hard to pick up where I'm leading off. It's hard to continue my sentence. <laughs> Matt, play the music. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, come on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, come on, come on, come on. What I love is that I know I know for a fact that people watching at home yell come on at their televisions and phones. Multiple people have told me this, that even in inappropriate situations, they you not? say the come on aloud. How could you not? How could you not? That's part of watching the show is saying come on out loud. I think you, you could not separate watching the AEW and saying, come on. You they are, say they are but one in the if you say, Hey, I'm watching the AEW dudes, what you're saying is my eyes are on the program and I said come on at the beginning. Yes, soups. Jumping out of my chair. Both fists in the air. I yell, come on, after they get to seven. Can't wait to put that on a t-shirt. Okay, Zoobs, I'm going to machine gun through the chat. We'll keep track of an average, and then we'll get your helicopter view on the show. Here we go. Hey, my name is Will with a five. Quite gone gin and juice with a six. Sam Fels with a five. Cadenza with a five and a half. Am I doing this right with a five? Jay's retro with a six. Kenny Middaw with a five. Good friend Jake with a four and a half. Sweater zero 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 one with a five and a half. Second buds with a five and a half. Obi Wan Kabashi with a five e five. Culture of losing with a six. JS six oh four with a six. Pace fall with a six. Scoots Berto with a one. Heart note with a five. America is so bad with a five and a half. Watch out, pile driver with a five. Danny DeRosha. Uh, just started watching. <laughs> five and a half from uh, Tuna. JR Penny with three two three. A four. From JR Penny, uh, 323. Sorry, Rusty Sheds with a six. Tom Hummel with a five. T Thomas with a five. Dennis Sturdy with a five. Seventh offensive with a six. Nice boy online with a five saying hi, friends. Ashton Kutcher, a six from me and a legion of come ons. Where are you on this one, Zoom? What was the average there? High, high four, maybe 5.25, five, something like that. The number you said most often was five. Um, the where that average lays, I probably think we're looking at like a 525. I think we had a, a, a more five and a half and sixes than we had things that went under five. So I would guess that your average is, is in the five, 5.25 range. Uh, looking at tonight's dynamite coming into it, I was like, this is a, this is one for the real heads. If you really like dynamite, you're going to watch this episode. And it's not like trying to pop a rating with like a huge announcement beforehand. You just, it, you, I had the feeling it was going to be like it was. Which is like where if you like AEW Dynamite, you were going to get a good tele a good episode of yeah. television. And sort of uh, a feeling of appreciation is like if this is as bad as and as boring as it gets, then it's still a very good show. It's sort of the like good feeling of appreciation of it. And it feels like you're taking the first steps towards the towards the pay-per-view. They did mm -hmm. start to pay things off. We obviously see the hangman moment. Um, so that they, they you know, it sort of 
if you're into AEW, I think if you're a fan, it was a good episode for you, and and it starts them towards the pay per view. So I think it's probably a five and a half. I'm probably with the chat five and a half, and I would I would probably be thinking that there's a good chance I get talked into a six, depending on um, what people say throughout the course of this show, because I generally was entertained by a lot of. It. Where do you land? Love that, Zooms. Love your optimism. I think one of the rare ones where I'm a little lower than you. I would be probably a dead-on five here. Uh, a show of clear strengths and weaknesses. It's inescapable. Sometimes I feel like we talk in circles about it. This is my favorite show of the week. Like you say, if you like Dynamite, this is going to be a good show to watch. And I happen to be in the class that absolutely likes Dynamite. So even an episode like this, where we'll talk about it very early. I wasn't that big of a fan of the opening match here. A couple other things on the card that I thought were... Uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but they're obviously the stuff that hit hit and it was still uh, two hours well spent. So I think I'm pretty much in line with the chat here and uh, maybe can be brought up to the sick zone like you as we uh, progress through the program. Excited to get into it. Yeah. Josh, can, you, you, ever, hear, you, ever, can you hear a certain cat off camera there? You ever use these things, Josh? Uh, no, but I, I like the sounds that I got my fidget cube. What's well, that's like the you make sure you grip strong. Yeah, grip strong. I mean, four, four arms. How's that going? I'm just my first couple times picking them up. And are you? Do people? Anybody out there rock those things? I don't even know what they're supposed to do. I just I have. Yeah, to I like know. the idea though. Do you think yeah. there's a chance you could have like massive forearms? Just, just forearms? Just like, doing that a lot? Popeye sort of vibe. Yeah, it could be. I wonder cool. how that would look on me. I'll try it on. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't look uh, bad. I mean, you are the Zeus. Yeah, it could. It could look. Yeah, well, come on. Yeah, it's all. It is all in the face. The arms is just sort of like. Excuse me, my face is up here. Can everybody hear early in the night? Uh, Midge wants an appearance on cam. Oh, now, no, never mind. The diva is now walking away. She said, you, you listen to that guy for too long. All right, you want to hear about these uh, these grips? Who gives a shit? I'll lie down a foot away from you. Well, okay, Midge, good for you and good for me. Let's get into Dynamite going up and up and down. Zoobs, I should also say, I suppose, uh, merch match tonight. That's very exciting. Oh, uh, coming roaring back. I know the people always love a good edition of Merch Match. Of course, if you've never seen this show, this is where these Zoobs and I and you, I have hunted through the worst of ProWrestlingTees.com. Tonight's theme, non-wrestlers. We're going to be looking at the t-shirts of Vince Russo, Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, A. Al, comparing them <laughs> and finding the worst of the worst. That'll be halfway through the review. The horrible uh, wow. music of Dynamite plays, but we are interrupted. By Jane, of course, Orange Cassidy's. I don't know if I should say new music. I guess we're, we're probably around the month mark of uh, him using Jane. Where are you? In the, uh, maybe I'll just ask you in the chat here right away, Zoobs. Where are you all? Do you prefer Where Is My Mind or Jane for Orange Cassidy uh, opening up tonight's Dynamite? Where's My Mind and not particularly close for me. I love, you know me, Zoobs. Just don't be lukewarm. I'm like God in that way. God yeah. says, uh, be hot or be cold. But if you are lukewarm, I will rebuke you. Uh, I share that in common with the big man. Uh, I, I like the take. So you say definitively, where is my mind? Yeah. Now, people say comparing yourself to God is a big ego thing. Not, let's not forget I'm 0-2 in New York if you're God. So that's, you know, not really bragging. You have a little, never won when the when the light shone brightest. So not really a brag. Yeah. Um, chat, loving Jane. So there you go. Are we, so this is the, do you think it's a line between if you watched him on the indies or not heavily? Could be. I don't. I don't, I don't think everybody here that is voting. I don't think everybody there that's voting for Jane is it loved him on the Indies and is like Having you know. I, I assume so. cheers double there's a percentage dudes. of those people. Thank you. Cheers, Panther Huge. Cheers, cheers a single beer. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, just such a. I feel like where's my mind is such a 
easily recognizable song for me. I, you know, it just sort of works for me. I wish if they were going to give Where's My Mind to some, like, it's such a good entrance song that it sucks that now it just won't get used. You know, they have the licensing. It's like, ah, we, we used it on Orange for a year. Uh, I prefer Jane, but the Where's My Mind, the opening riff is a more fitting, like, entrance sting. So the, the song, I prefer Jane for his whole entrance. But if you're opening up Dynamite, nah, 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 that actually seems like maybe the, the bigger song to me. But I digress. Not the end of the world. He's out here to face Jay Lethal, who enters with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. I don't know if you know this about uh, Satnam Singh, Zoobs. Big fella. Even, even a guy like you must think uh, Satnam is a big fella. Nice to see some representation for big, huge, tall guys on the show. Always appreciate it. Uh, can't listen. Uh, you can't teach that, unfortunately. This is the 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 old saying. <laughs> yeah, you can teach up to like six three or so, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, six three, six three. Come on, you pick him off the street. Say, hey, you... <laughs> right? They don't make them every day. The, the seven footers, the the really really tall guys. So, you know, uh, they do not. And when they do, you should sign the pro wrestling federations, which is what we've done here. Now the three of them are out. Crowd variant George Cassidy, who I think is sort of your Jeff Hardy right now of AEW, uh, where, I mean, I know they also have actual Jeff Hardy, but I mean, prime Jeff Hardy, in and out of the scene, in and out of relevancy, always this over. Orange Cassidy retains an overness that is impressive to me for a guy who has eaten losses lately in big spots. Still very over here. <coughs> Pardon me. And I thought that was very worth noting that he's on a losing streak right now. And uh, here with Jay Lethal, who isn't no one on the card, but isn't some, but some super over heel that is helping people get mega behind Orange Cassidy. So good to see. Uh, the match gets kicked off, and uh, we get the words, a dumpster match still to come from Excalibur tonight. Uh, that, that got the, the juices flowing. Looking forward to this dumpster match. Uh, we also get a tease for the Fight Forever AW video game. That, that'll have representation on this channel. Hey, Zoops? Uh Yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be, I mean, you mean me, me doing it is what, what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you from buying it. Buying it. That's yeah. for sure. I, I'm not going to stand in the way and put my flag You might even shoot me a text asking, hey, how's the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a great moment in this match for me as uh, Satnam Singh is thundering towards the ring and who comes out to even the odds? Well, it's Chuck Taylor with Trent on his shoulders in a trench coat. Uh, the, the two of them together towering over Satnam Singh, a combined, I think, 11 feet. Uh, there's no stopping trench coat, uh, Trent and Chuck, and all the extras get kicked <laughs> out of this match, and we get into the real thing. I thought actually a pretty cool and smooth figure four from Jay Lethal here. Figure fours are weird because you can see, guys, it's one of these moves you've seen a zillion times. And if you ever try to execute it in real life or slap it on your friends, like, oh, maybe I'll just do a sharpshooter, which is actually much easier. <laughs> yeah. The figure four is a little tricky. And you can see, I mean, I think most famously, The Miz, who tried to make it his finisher for years and was still bad at it. Uh, Jay Lethal dropped into a very cool one here. I thought it was neat that he made Orange Cassidy actually scream, hey, ref, get him off me with it. Like, that's a, that's a weird sort of, like, detail way of how powerful is this sub that you can get talking out of Orange Cassidy. I thought that was a nice touch here. The crowd was very into this match, Zoobs. There was a lot of good floaty juggling spot. I thought Jay Lethal very strong in Orange Cassidy, very nimble in air, almost like a lucha high-flying big man dynamic in points of this uh, match. But, but but I wasn't as into it as the, the crowd or seemingly the timeline was. Were you uh, loving on this match? 
No, no, frankly. Again, we, we've talked a bunch of times, I think, about this. Is I sort of have a high expectation for that opening part of the show. Uh, whether that's fair of me or not is up to debate. Oh, come but on! Like... <laughs> Had to watch Dynamite late tonight, but just wanted to throw out that Cassidy and Lethal was really good. Field <laughs> Road, sixteen months. Uh, like I was saying, yeah, that you're great. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say this for Alex, who's in the chat there. Anfield Road, Shun Skywalker announced for coming to GCW today. Of course, uh, the Dragon Gate Ace. So a very excited day for uh, Anfield Road, I'm sure. Uh, hilarious comment to be read aloud there, and thank you for the sub, Andrew. Uh, you were saying Zoobs, not not incredibly into this match. Yeah, I have a I have a big expectation for that opening slot. Uh, it's traditionally been something that sort of sets the tone for the show, yeah. and I felt that if that was the tone setting for the night, I was like, yeah, I I sort of get it. We're we're gonna get like, you know, wrestling matches that from from ten and twelve years ago that are like sort of a sort of the attitude that I'm coming in uh, with Orange Cassidy and and but but sort of that that and and having some of the stuff that was announced. I was into the idea of the dumpster match, but it just sort of set a tone for me. It was like it's not gonna be like a balls to the wall, walls to the wall night of like highest high expectation. No, absolutely not. And I think rampagey. Thank you, Tom Hummel. You're putting a Ooh. fine point on what I'm dancing around. Ooh, I like that. A little rampagey. Yeah, I think that's a great adjective for it from Tom Hummel, like you say, Zoobs. Uh, Jay Lethal picks up the win here. I don't know why I was surprised by it. I suppose it sort of makes sense as he's moving on to the TNT title scene, as we'll find out here in a moment. Were you surprised at all when uh, Lethal picked up the W, or was that where you were expecting yeah. this one to go? No, didn't expect didn't expect Lethal to pick up the W. I guess they're, I don't know. The orange you talk about the Orange Cassidy Jeff Hardy like always over at the level. I thought coming out of the Will Ospreay match at Forbidden Door that he was sort of about to be somebody that was um, thrust into a situation of maybe not importance, but like um, bumped up a little bit in hitting a new level opponent and things that he's involved in. And I, it's interesting to see a loss to to Lethal here for sure. I was surprised. Regardless, he does pick up the win. Uh, Dutt and Sottenham run to the ring, and they all promo. Hey, Wardlow, we want that title. They're coming for it. I thought Dutt's promo here was actually pretty good. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't know what we're doing in some things on this show right now. And the Wardlow TNT title run is in that camp. Yeah. Because Wardlow, do you remember Punk MJF Zoobs? Do you remember that feud? Yeah, of course. And you remember we loved. I that. do remember that. I do remember that Punk MJF. Now that you mention it, I do. I do remember that. And we loved it, right? You and I. We we were big fans of that. <laughs> big time. The and biggest I think time. We were always saying that it was so cool they managed to also sort of build up this momentum and rocket Wardlow off yeah. with it. You think of the he, this guy squashed MJF. How many losses does MJF have in AEW? Mox did it. Maybe a, a smattering of others. But it's not Captain, a common Captain Sean Dean. <laughs> Yeah, that did a lot for Captain Sean Dean, didn't it? I I almost said who <laughs> is he Owen two against MJF? Am I right about this? Um, there's an audio clip about Captain Sean Dean. Dream, yeah, yeah, yeah. How 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 perfect? How perfect that I actually have debuting live today. I clipped something because I watched AEW Dark while I was working the other day. Oh, that, that is when people watch it. Big, <laughs> big, big moment for Matt Prince to have this Captain Sean Dean audio. Uh, yeah, hang on. You just, you legitimately, this is not a joke. This you is, you have something you want to play from Captain uh, Sean Dean here? Uh, right? Is it Captain Sean Dean? That's what I'm, I, I think so. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't watch AEW Dark. 
So uh, here, if if uh, it's just, I'll, I'll I'll play it right now for you guys. Yeah, I think the captain going off the top of the aircraft 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 carries. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for him to say. Poor <laughs> okay, Taz. Yeah, it's out. The real reveal of this audio clip is that Matt Prince is watching AW Dark. Yeah, Matt, you want to be our dark <laughs> You know, you Matt, you could join the course of people who tell me dark is good. <laughs> no, you know what? My takeaway from watching dark was like, this is not how you should watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I just want to finish out the point here with, with Captain Sean Dean and what a win over MJF really should mean. Now, of course, Captain Sean Dean didn't much over it, but this is a protected guy in the company. We rock at Wardlow. He has the big moment. And now it's been, what, Scorpio Sky? or no, So security guards, Scorpio Sky, off TV, and now Jay Lethal? Where, where, where was the promise of Wardlow being the guy to reheat this TNT title after the, the Miro, Darby Allen, uh, Cody, Golden years? There's been no delivery on that. Wardlow's still over, of course. I'm not here saying the sky is falling. I, I, I think the world of Wardlow only remains over. But do you know what you want to do with over people? Put them into meaningful feuds that people remember and channel their overness into something. And I just don't know how you... Like, Jay Lethal? You look up and down this roster. We're going to build Wardlow. I know he's a guy that Wardlow can beat, but there, there's just better guys he could beat on the rosters. Am I, am I on an island here, Zoops? Is, is Jay Lethal a better opponent than I'm giving credit for here for uh, Wardlow's title run? really seems like they've lost the plot as to what this TNT title is supposed to do for these guys. Uh, That's how I feel. Really feel like it helped... Uh, you know, it, it's helped... We mentioned a million times, you know, the 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 run that it gave Miro uh, and sort of the importance that he was able to bring to it. And I don't think they've sort of solved it um, since the weird, like Cody, Sammy, basically since that, I don't know that the, the title has made any sense at all in terms of like what it's supposed to be doing for guys. It, it, you know, I, I think there's, it's not a thing that'll be difficult to rehab, but it hasn't really been an interesting title picture in a, in a, in a good few months here. No, and, and with Wardlow, it just shouldn't be hard. I, I do think they've pinned themselves into a corner a little bit where he, you don't build him as a work rate guy. He's not a numbers advantage fighting from under baby face. And so it's always going to have this mid-card run where he's just squashing people. But yes, that's what you booked here. So I, I don't know. I hope Jay Lethal and him can have a good match on Saturday. I think it'll probably be Jay Lethal definitely is a competent in-ring wrestler every match with Wardlow is still sort of a fun test to see where he's at and how he does with different guys I just I hope we can get something he can sink his teeth into as we head into uh all out and, and start giving this guy something not like let him rehab this belt let his star power in the crowd behind him channel into this belt and let's elevate it back up the card like it once was let powerhouse Hobbs knock on this door soon that's what you have to that's what you do to Wardlow powerhouse Hobbs is here get out of the way <laughs> he is the Zoobs, of course. Seems to the business like he's wearing damn X-ray glasses. Who only problem you run into there, Zoobs, is has to be an hour-long draw, right? No, I would no powerhouse, powerhouse. The Oklahoma Slam powerhouse. I'm one over. I'm, so I'm you're, one so over. You're, you're pinning Wardlow. It's this Absolutely. is ending. Yeah. We, we tried. Thanks for coming out, Warnock. We yeah, got we, powerhouse. Yeah, we got 
we figured some other stuff out since then. See ya. <laughs> Plans that you know things do always change backstage. That's what I'm always saying. Um Anyway, Battle of the Belts this week. Jay Lethal versus Wardlow. We'll do sort of a mini Battle of the Belts, not preview, but we'll talk about the three matches that are on it once they're all announced at the end of the show. So we'll save our thoughts a little further. Uh, for there, maybe. I mean, geez, that could, you know, it's Saturday show. Floor zero. Oh, sounds, sounds like we might have to do a little ground floor zero preview, you're saying? <laughs> Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. in the west, one in the east. The youthful one, Mr. Matty Pie, and I going through the the week of wrestling news. We play games. We fuck around. It's a great one hour this week. Of course, we'll be previewing Battle of the Belts and doing so much else. Come back on this channel Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. It's Ground Floor Zero. Uh, Zeus, I don't know if you've seen sort of the early feedback from Ground Floor Zero, but people are saying, yeah, it's all right. You know, not bad hearing stuff like that sort of bouncing back from it. People love the name, first and foremost. The name is very divisive. It's like people are in on the name. They're like the yep. name is divisive. Yeah. So but listen, man, I'm an artist. It's one of these things where like you get it or you don't. You're on it's one. So one far side. ahead of its, it's 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 ahead of its time for a lot of people. Here's, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking purely. Ser- that part was joking. I'm speaking purely seriously. People go, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I don't know. It makes sense in the exact same fucking way the name Wrestling Brain makes sense. Okay. So settle down. <laughs> you think wrestling brain makes sense no it's awesome almost fucking almost settles in in the exact same way shout out to my supporters of gf zero out there i expect you i watched a guy eat a lemon on there this week a lot of controversy about that whether he ate the lemon or not a lot of controversy it wasn't the cleanest wasn't the cleanest yeah i, I agree with that well he didn't put headphones in so matt couldn't tell him we can't see I told right. him what he went next. I said, put in the headphones. I go, okay, okay. No headphones. He's doing yeah, And he's already eating the lemon as he's walking up, too. He, yeah. he was yeah. He was on the Yeah. Mission. Matt, that's what it was for me, to be honest with you. He, he came into frame already eating the lemon, which is like. There was, just, there was controversy. I got DMs. How was I supposed to know two. what the camera was doing? I mean. Yeah, yeah sure. that's why hit. I said to put the headphones in. Yeah, for sure. For that sure. Was, that was the, uh, you, you didn't. That was, and so now, now here There's we are. Contra- let's no just say there is controversy. The yeah, let's just say there is controversy. Well, does anyone think he did eat the lemon? I'm yet to get one person reaching out saying, oh, he ate a lemon. Every single person that reached out, he didn't eat that lemon. It was tough. Is it? Yeah. We'll I see. think he did. I think he did too, Matt, truthfully. There you go. You got to wear the headphones though. Next time he'll wear the headphones. You, you never see me on the air without headphones on, ever. But can you imagine the show with the Zooms also wearing headphones? Can we try, hey, let's try it for, for 20 seconds here, Zooms. And so then, what? you know, we got a Ricky Hook and Hards recap. What do you think of that, Zooms? The show's Hell. Good. Can't do that. Tough to make content. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs> Uh, Scoots were defending himself by saying his hands were full of lemon. That that does seem like a fair defense. Yeah. Uh, a very clear, purposeful push for Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs on this show tonight, Zoobs. Of course, being reminded here more of the Ricky and Hook portion, the, the Hook transfer of power to the FTW title. Uh, we got a little recap of that. We don't get the big team Taz news until later, which we will touch on. But I love that we're, Hook wasn't on TV tonight, but we're reminding everybody this happened last week. But still rehabbing Ricky and reminding people that he's uh, central to this show. The Powerhouse Hobbs attack. They're saying Powerhouse is wrestling later on tonight. We'll see if Ricky has an answer. So 
nice setup for later. And uh, you love that sort of continual storytelling for someone we like as much as uh, Ricky and uh, Powerhouse. Yeah, especially feeling like there was meat on, after feeling there was meat on the bone last week. Um, I thought, you know, nice to continue to sort of make sure that we are all getting the full story of the depth that actually is at play here because it benefits everybody involved to sort of get a full view of all the different smaller dynamics and how will they all relate to each other. I think it's really important. And I thought yeah. it was cool how it how it waved into the night. God, you say it perfect sometimes. Yeah. I, can I sort of talk about the, the Hook and Starks thing later too? Because just for this point, we... We always, I think the thing that Gato, former New Japan booker, well, still New Japan booker, but barely has any control there, but prime New Japan booker, something he's often praised for is being able to tell like a couple stories at once, the Okada, Shibata, Nakamura, and then Okada, Naito, uh, and Omega, and, and how they could, sort of can balance these things and tell stories uh, interlocking at the top. And I think with Ricky, Hook, and Hobbs, you legitimately are going to see, maybe The Shield could be another example of this, these are three guys being poised for the future. And I'm going to parlay this in with Ashton Kutcher's comment. This should be an 1,800-month feud. Like, I, these guys, if they have chemistry in ring, should be kept apart and then brought together and then kept apart and then brought together. Because I, I agree with you. The future of the company kind of feud uh, sitting here. Very exciting stuff. And and that's to say nothing of Hook Zoobs, who what, did we, we hook with the FTW title. This feels like good for the FTW title, no? Yeah, no matter what he does with it, I think it it's going to be an important token and a, an important layer to add to his character. So, um, I think we have some a lot of value as if, you know for getting into the whole team Taz thing. Like every single person out of it, looking at this at the end and being like, "Damn, that went that went perfectly for everybody." You really can't ask for it fit better than the way it is. Incredible stuff. I agree with Danny Derosha who says, "I just want them on TV basically every week." Yeah, yep, I agree with you. Instead, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? <laughs> My, uh, good to get good to get people tweet at me when things that I hate on the I show was, happen. I That's... was just gonna say there are certain things on the show that will get people to check on me, and there's yeah. certain things that will get people to check on you. Why is the shit that I hate? People are like <laughs> or <laughs> big Dax Harwood moments, I think. That's true. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I've, big Dax moments, and of course, tonight when Adam Cole. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Zoobs, why do you hate when Adam Cole uh, says in that sing-song voice for his fourth pop of his heel entrance, uh, who's ready for <laughs> story time with Adam Cole, baby? It's just so fucking stupid. It's such a stupid <laughs> way to start a promo every time. It's not a catchphrase. It's so dumb and bad. I can't even believe he said it more than once, and he says it every time. Awesome. Very funny. Uh, he is here to tell us a story, and he's uh, out here with Cutler. At least there was a story. At least there was a story this time, right? He tells sort a story. of. Was it a no. story? It wasn't. Like a story. I think you've pointed this out before. A story is like, I'm going to tell you something with a beginning, middle, and end. Right. Like, the very like, first time he showed up, it made sense that he said story time. I was like, oh, I get it. He's going he's yeah. to do the CM Punk thing where he sort of explains, I'm here to do this because I used to work here, and yada, yada, yada. This was not a story, as always. <laughs> as always, indeed. Cutler, Red Dragon, and the Bucks are behind him. The Undisputed Elite. Uh, feels good to be back in this ring with my friends. He brings up the trios titles that are coming, and he says, listen, I could probably win these with either of you guys as my trios. Uh, but Young Bucks, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to be in that trios tournament. Why is that? Well, it's because Adam Cole has chosen Red Dragon. That would be my choice here. Adam Cole and I finally agree on something. Uh, as Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly attack the Young Bucks. 
The crowd hates this. The Young Bucks making maybe the most compelling baby faces of their career here, just taking an absolute shellacking from the three of them. This crowd knows what's coming. They start calling for him. Their fallen hero, the man anchored with the dork order. This crowd wants the elite back. They want Hangman Adam Page. And credit to whoever was agenting this, Tony Khan backstage, whoever's in Gorilla, they let this sit for a bit. And by the time Adam Page's music hit and he ran out with a tank top tucked into jeans with butterflies on them, this crowd was electric for Hangman Page remembering his friends and in their moment of need carrying a, uh, is that a lead pipe, an iron pipe down? I think it was a lead pipe, yeah. Yeah, a lead pipe down. Some people did Absolutely. think Batman was going to be in that spot there, too. There's no doubt about that. Zoobs, this hangman rushing to the Young Bucks' aid sort of hit me harder than I was expecting. Like, felt like a relatively, like an outright gigantic moment to me. How did this come across to you as uh, we saw Hangman come down to do a little cowboy shit? Nice to see how quickly sometimes uh, um, they're able to switch, I don't want to say switch alignments, but like, I think sometimes when we throw out hypotheticals to people in our chat or on Twitter, they get really caught up in like, well, then it's face to versus face, or then it's heel versus, it's like, it It doesn't take more than one good segment to get this where it needed to be, right? They, they had a couple really short backstage interactions, and then just to let us know that it was even possible, and then basically the first opportunity to pull the button, they, they're able to, they to push the button and do it, right? So it's sort of like, the alignments thing, I think we, we sometimes spend too much time worrying about because you can do this really with one good moment. Yeah, it, it's almost two things there because I do like matches best when it's a, a deep heel versus a deep face, but the road to get there is just not as long as people think it is. Yeah, like it, exactly it can right. be a segment, uh, and in this case, was a major moment for Hangman here. Uh, of course, everything is going to be forced into a trios situation now, so get used to this. Most of them will not be as emotive as, as this. Oh, Hook and Starks and Powerhouse, remember their friends. Oh, here we go. No, this is me. No! Screaming <laughs> every time there's a forced six-man tag with a bunch of wrestlers that I prefer in singles matches. But I digress. I'm not going to be a, a moaner. This is happening. I'm not just going to bring it up on every episode of the show that i don't want them but what are you gonna do thunderous g saying my girlfriend literally cried when hangman came back she's super invested in him in the buck storylines i saw some of that on the timeline crying over hangman that was from the zoobs no underscore wasn't it that, that <laughs> yeah yeah always uh always always near tears so good to get back <laughs> fully into it no but listen i am i'm supportive of hangman you know this is the kind of guys he should be running with like the bucks or not like it's supposed to be at the top of the card with the top of the card guys with the what no matter what the storyline is that's sort of where he's supposed to be and i think um when kenny comes back and it sort of keeps him positioned and i think in a, in a more important place and um gets back to the depth of storytelling that we've come to appreciate and love from him thank you to my brother scoots brodo for the take ahead i'm gonna pop off camera here and uh do it i'll throw it back to you zoobs if you don't mind uh right here with our first keep it or kick it of the evening of course, the Zoobs always forgets the rules. I won't even bother asking. I'll just get into it. Uh, the rules of keep it or kick it, Zoobs. I search the world and my brain for a prompt out of the world of wrestling. And I ask you and the Brainiacs in the chat, if you are a subscriber, you can head over to your emotes bar and you will see a keep emote and a kick emote. You will select those emotes in response to the prompt I give. The keep emote means you like the prompt, you love the prompt, you want some more of the prompt. And the kick emote means that you hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you understand the rules of keep it or kick it? 
fully, completely. You're going to remember it forever this time, I have a feeling. Never miss it again. That's a promise. He's staying silent. Okay, Zoom, here we go. We know that the trios tournament is likely to come, or at least the trios tag belts will have to be won by somebody at some point. And I want to put it to you plainly and simply. We saw them rejoin tonight, uh, Thunderous G's girlfriend and others, feeling a lot of uh, wind in the sails of Hangman and the Young Bucks. But should they be in the top spot? The keeper kick it is simply this, Zoom's. The team of Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks should be the inaugural trios tag team champions. Maddie, hit the music. Keep it or kick it. 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 This is for Zoobs, do you want to jump into the chat and see what some of these keeps and kicks came in as? Do, 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 do I ever? Uh, we begin way back at the start with Cadenza, a keep. Good friend Jake keeping all the way. Sam Fells kick. Jay's retro kick. C Suppa pace bell kick. Danny DeRosha emphatically kicking. Thomas W. Ashton Kutcher. Dennis Dirty Work. Tom Hummel. Stegabuns. No clue what this is. Culture of losing all kicking. Kicks from Stone Cold ET. McVander Huge. Why Gonjun and Juice? Nice boy online. A keep in there from Irish Mac. Six song from Chase Retro. Gotta yeah. agree. Good friend Jake says, a bunch of sickos in this chat. Tilly McGinnis for the kick. Mostly kicks. I would say, yeah, 80% kicks. I would, maybe 85? Also thinking 80% kicks. That's why we are the Sword and Shield, the two Portuguese brothers, the Zoobs, and myself. What a treat to have you two here. I'm having a weird week, and I'm just staring up here. At these zoobs and that. What a gift. Not everybody has this. I am blessed. That was a big hit. Uh, <laughs> I would also kick this. I shouldn't make that joke. I, I would say that at, at any time. It, it was not the the strong hit that did that. I am having a weird week, and it's great to look at uh, the zoobs and that range. It's, it's very nice. <laughs> um, I would also kick this one. I think that the best friends, should I ever want to see Chuck Taylor hold some fucking gold in this company, I might have to settle for the very titles. That I hate most, which feels sort of poetic in a way. Maybe there's yeah, it does. Uh... It does feel poetic. Yeah. What's what's the lesson to be learned there, Zoobs? This is sort of Zoobs wisdom corner thing. Well, what's to be taken away from that if Chuck Taylor holds gold with the trio's titles? I think it's a classic. Be careful what you wish for situation. <laughs> no one ever puts it better than these Zoobs. Although you're, you're, I gotta say, if there's if there's a second place, it's your your wonderful wife. That always saying it perfect as well. Uh, she strong comes, comes natural to her. Yeah, this is this is well. I mean, almost cheating as a Portuguese Canadian. You, you come out of the womb speaking. Yeah, but the, the written too. You know, I I can barely read or write. It's all talking. <sighs> anyway, it's it seems time. like I'm in one of the chat. It's time for my favorite game. What you just call an audible here, Matt Prince? What did you oh. just get served? Here we go, baby. <laughs> He's been, he's been working away on a. Well, this is us guessing what Matt's eating. He's got a can, he's a drink as well. Summer salad. Oh, yeah. This game's called Summer Salad. 
Some uh, or salad. <laughs> Matt, tell us exactly what the drink is before we get into the food. Quick, so people can hear me. Uh, maybe people didn't hear the joke. I said, summer salad, summer not. Um, yeah. Thanks for repeating that one. <laughs> well, to you guys, but the but the audience didn't hear it. So I feel like. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I, no, I was just it. saying that, it, you know. Uh, the drink that I'm having, I should just reveal it. There's no guessing of yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, sound no, of the bubbles. Know. It's a compliments sparkling water, pineapple flavor. Oh, nice. It's nice. It's like a little, okay. little pick me up. Let's get a bite. Let's get a bite. And this time I tried to not reveal it to the double dudes. You did a great job. You did a great job. You basically turned your back receiving it and put it to I'm, your left. So. I'm closing my eyes for the bite. I'm watching like a hawk. I have to see this. <laughs> I've taken this in like the chat. Oh, he's hidden it. It all sounds like a fucking salad. Lots of crunch. I think, I think this is uh, the summer salad. <laughs> I might need a bit more specificity. Have... Yeah. If you could name like maybe one or two of the ingredients. Okay, I'll say. I'm eating a salad. Why don't you tell okay. me what's in the salad? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say uh lettuce. Yep, I agree. Strawberries. This could be the summer salad. Pecans. <laughs> That's summer salad, baby. There's probably a tomato in there. Is a tomato in there? Yeah, tomato. Cherry you tomato? Cucumbers, do you think cucumbers in there? E let's go. Let's let's see here. In the chat we got uh There's definitely nuts in it. I we think. got falafel. We got one of those fucked up raw meat, raw egg, raw milk things. Cash, Ashton Kutcher, uh, maybe feta cheese in there was, I was also thinking that. I, I might have been, I'm thinking of my own meals recently. I had feta cheese in a meal yesterday. Okay. Red, I will say, so, onion. out of all of the ingredients other than lettuce that have been named, there's only been one correct answer. If we could, okay. if we could nail that down, I'll say you're right. Okay. I think we got to wrap this up. Well, what's the ingredient? What's the, what's the salad? <laughs> yeah, okay. averaging viewers. What's what's the what's the, got, anyway, uh, what's in the salad? We got uh, chicken strips, hard boiled oh. egg, uh, roasted salad. cauliflower. Salad. It's basically like a cob salad. Cob yeah. salad. You got cheese cob in there? Uh, it doesn't look like any cheese. We're doing no dairy for a week. No dairy cob salad. Yeah. No dairy cob go. salad. Uh, it's very delicious. And uh, thanks very much for joining. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. John Moxley starts speaking. You love that segment. Look at look I, at you. You're thrilled. I do. <laughs> and now Matt, free to eat it in, in view. <laughs> yeah, that's nice that he can just get his posture in order to eat like a normal person now. That, yeah, I admit his commitment to, to hiding it. It was immaculate. Who do you want to win? Is the genesis of the Mox promo here? He's talking, of course, about Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta in the main event. He says that's what people keep asking him tonight because, of course, they are fighting for the chance at the shot of his interim World Heavyweight Championship at Quake at the Lake. And he says, I don't care. And that's not a stock answer. And I love this because I, I don't know how familiar you are with this trope in combat sports news, but I know that Mox is both a boxing and MMA fan. And this happens all the time. Somebody wins a fight, they get the mic, and they go, I don't care whoever the UFC puts in front of me. Now, for some people, 
they can pull this off as a cool gimmick. MMA heads will know like a Derek Lewis or somebody who actually seems detached or doesn't care. It's like, yeah, I will just kick the ass whoever's in front of me. And Nick Diaz, these sort of guys can pull it off. But with a lot of people, it's an apathy. Mox goes out of his way to make clear, clear that it isn't. This isn't a stock answer. It is just that I don't care. Friend or enemy who's ever standing across from me, I will go feral. They will get the best of me and I will show them no respect. Blah, blah, blah. Copy, paste. Amazing promo from Mox here. He pisses him out like it's nothing. Um, incredible stuff from Mox. Feels felt a little bit, I've put my finger on it. It feels a little bit like, um, I don't want to say the empty arena era, but like the, the show tonight is sort of, I think, evocative of how the, sh how the show felt uh, at that point, too. You have sort of the Mox uh, show saving promo, and you have, you know, Eddie Kingston. Uh, down to camera and sort of the lower card tag teams pretty high up in the card. I, I thought it was interesting uh, how it puts together. Yeah, Mox is incredible at this. That he this singular interview style he owns. No one, no one can touch him in this format. Absolutely not. And again, really scratched like a specific combat sports geek part of me, which is also a world I know he pays attention to. So great stuff for Mox. Excited for next week. Tony Giovanni is backstage with Christian. Says he can't believe that Jungle Boy started speaking about his personal life. That's a line he would never cross. Of course, he's being a heel. This guy's, I don't even tell you how dastardly this guy's been said all kinds of things about Jungle Boy's personal life. And then, as former producer of this show, Sick Nick East put it on Twitter, pro wrestling's always better when there's a vehicle involved. Jungle mm -hmm. Boy comes uh racing in. I don't do you know what kind of car this is, Zoops? I'm not a car guy. I don't know anything. I think it was a BMW SUV. Kind say. of a cool looking car, though, right? Yeah, compact SUV. And, and to, I don't know that I would have as much bravery to drive it as Jungle Boy in this situation. I felt like he was going very fast. There was a wall. He really started brave. I mean, he had to slam on him. But I would have started, you know, if I'm doing that, I'd be like, he sort of sure. he's into it. You're a great driver, though, so it's natural for you to, it's like. I got those instincts. Yeah. But I grew up driving the tractor, you know, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's a fast twitch, sort of. It's... Yeah. Cat like. That was just showing. If something was there, I, anyway, good example. Uh, Christian runs away. Jungle Boy tries to give chase, but is escorted out by security. Uh, and then we are informed that he has been banned from the building for the remainder of Dynamite. And you know what that means, Soups. There's no way he will appear on this show. Yeah, absolutely right. Once you're banned, that's it. It's very easy to enforce. You're you banned. Just... It's like when they throw you out of ringside. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't go back. Referee yeah, said. Nope. Refs give the, give the point. That's I say, get out of here. What can you do? If you're the no. biggest, tallest guy, you got to go to the back. That's the rules. <laughs> like... Now, sort of notable for happening uh, in the first hour of the show, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Uh, in what I thought was the best match involving any of these four in a while. I thought this was a corker in the first hour of Dynamite. Easily the, the far out did Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy for me. This was sort of what roped me into the show. You had the Mox promo and then this match really got me fired up here. Um, I, I, I guess this shouldn't be surprising. Like it's it's more fun and catches the brain more to go with the new people and the, the new toys are exciting. But it was actually Thunder Rosa who stood out to me in this match as the worker, as the on offense wrestler. I liked everybody in this match. But I really thought that these four put on a showcase tonight uh, in the front hour of Dynamite. And it's a spot that we should see them in more because they absolutely delivered. Yeah, I thought it did pop 
the attention the, to have them early in, early in the show. We sort of like, I think, uh, see Seppa pointing out, breaking out of the, the 9.30 time slot. It had, be, it had become very like 9.30, 9.20, like, you know, the main event isn't next. I think I think it's refreshing. And 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 I think it's important to continue to, to change the look there because it, 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 it is getting, it was getting a little rote. It was getting a little um, predictable. So yeah, I'm with you. And, 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 yeah, Thunder Rosa, her last defense I thought was really strong, and I think sort of rounding it, rounding into what you would hope she would do with that title was sort of make it the workhorse. Like, if anybody beats me for this, they're going to have to be a great wrestler uh, sort of thing. If you want to do the, like, I'm a personality appearance thing, you're going to have to be Jade sort of conversation. And that is sort of what feels on the line here, right? And speaking of Jade, normally it's her promo that follows the women's match on the card. I think that time was just given to this match tonight, which clocked in over 15 minutes, the longest, must be the longest women's match in a while on the show. Uh, I thought that both teams actually felt like a team. That doesn't say that there weren't botches in the, in the corner. There was a weird Thunder and uh, Tony spot. But I thought generally both teams had tag team offense and the uh, tags. Really liked the ins and outs. Uh, Thunder Rosa, again, I'm not just looking to only praise her in this match, but she did something. This is just like a very picky wrestling thing. But you'll see this so often when people are taking offense in the turnbuckle where they'll like look behind them to see oh, what's coming in, what's coming in. You'll see their eyes dart back and forth. Thunder Rosa takes one shot. I think it's from Hater. I don't even remember. And she's like just like selling a facial dead-eyed into the camera as another shot comes. That's brave. Like that's like right into the camera, just like loopy. Well, you know something else is coming, like not being able to brace at all. It's trusting your opponent. And lots of wrestlers do not do that. Lots of wrestlers like, oh, selling, selling. And uh, credit to Thunder Rosa for just like, I'll just let the knee, knee sail past my head. Like that's what it's about. You, have, If you don't move, presumably your opponent should be able to nail it and you can just do that. And uh, cool to see. Some great points in the chat who are heavily pro Jamie Hayter. Um, mm. The having Brit having Brit and Hater having matching gear went a long way from Ashton Kutcher. We, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Love, uh, good friend Jake, ready for the Hater turn. Thunder, thunderous G. You know the Hater turn is coming because they have matching ring gear. Uh, love that Jamie got the <laughs> win from Dennis Dirty Work. Um, yeah, I think I think we could be. I mean, hey, my name is Will Hater starting to show some show some strides, particularly in the performance. Uh, Hater and Storm on another level from Thunderous G. Hater comment compliments everywhere, everywhere. And as we said before, um, I think we both see a ton of potential there in, in her and Chris Statlander. As you sort of see, like we know who's at the top of this division now, who could get there. I think we we've, we've singled out Hater and Statlander as two that I think on on you know I think they're different sides of the same coin of the potential and and what they could be. I'm gonna fish for more Jamie Hater compliments here in an effort to understand it. Brainiacs, to you and Zoobs, if you feel like it. Give me one word or one adjective that explains why you're so into Jamie Hayter. Is it powerful? Charisma? Athleticism? One word. You have one? Tom, Tom Hummel with a, with a strong point. I honestly feel as it stands now, Hayter is the only, only one credible to beat Jade. Qui-Gon Jinnaju says physicality. Good friend Jake says good. Uh, look, is a good one. Says, hey, now my name is Will Buff from Pacefell. Yeah, she's sort of getting over in like a Shingo or Ishii brawler way, right? It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Strong, yeah. strong. Str I would say, I would say, yeah, physicality is sort of is a good way to put it with with Qui Gon Jin and Juice really coming, really coming into um, completing that as well. I think. 
yeah, and she gets her she gets in in this match in a title match against Thunder Rosa for it. I thought it was interesting that Jamie, or sorry, rather that Britt Baker celebrated with her right away. Like I thought that might sort of be the moment where it's like, hey, that's you know that's me that does the I get the spotlight around here. Uh, but didn't go that direction. Like hugs her almost in a you got us out of this one sort of way, which I thought was, I don't know, interesting, worth pointing out. Yeah, uh, but I really enjoyed this match and everybody in it. Excited to see them all continue to move up the card. And how. Uh, and damn well how. Oh, I must say that also the Britt Baker avalanche air raid crash was bananas. That was a, yeah. a big spot. And uh, as well as I'm sure everybody in the chat will love this one. My my favorite spot of the match. Jamie Hayter's Uranagi backbreaker. That is... Don't do that to me, please. I got finish off my back that one i know you're also a guy your back doesn't always feel good when you see that one you go Oof. sometimes i wonder if getting the moves done to my back would would improve things yeah i do you ever feel that way about being put in like one of those medieval torture devices that stretch yeah you out? give me a please yeah. absolutely right my arms and legs at the same time holy medieval torture me please yeah put a couple put a couple cucumbers over the old eyes wake <laughs> me up when it's over <laughs> <laughs> cucumbers over the eyes yeah that's nice uh like the way that they did this we get a sammy Guevara and take Conte proposal video uh he's it's very um on the nose i suppose you describe it it looks like a powerpoint slideshow of their trip through paris uh, oh be mad if you want but blah 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 and then we get a voiceover like a minute into it he's like what is this turn this shit off it's eddie kingston who's sort of in a meta fourth wall thing is watching this backstage. I think he's with Tony Schiavone. And he's just like, why am I watching this? This is stupid. I don't want to see this shit. He's like, hey, Sammy, uh, you're getting engaged. Congrats. No one cares, brother. <laughs> uh, he says that he signed his contract already. He wants Sammy Guevara at all out. Your contract's in the mail. Eddie doesn't care about any of this proposal shit. He'll see you in September. What does Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston do for you, Zoobs? A uh, pay-per-view singles match, presumably. I'll say that I'm excited about it. I think uh, I like to see Eddie go against d different guys, different styles. That's sort of the, the the level of unlocking sort of your your own style and the way that you wrestle and the things that you do is being able to get in there and be malleable and 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 work an Eddie work an Eddie Kingston match, right? And how does an Eddie Kingston match match up with uh with a Sammy Guevara match? I think um, I'm being, I recognize that I'm being fed somebody I like a lot with somebody I don't like at all. And, uh, that's a pretty easy way to do one of you a match to, to, to be fair. Yeah. I, I'm halfway there and understand the spirit of that for sure. Guy, I don't like beats up guy. I do like, I think the, a lot of me falling in love with Eddie Kingston has been that he has been dragging people into his match format in a way that like Zack Sabre Jr. does or Brian Danielson does. You know, some people, Okada or uh, CM Punk, are great, like, adjusters. It's like, okay, what's a Okada version of this person's match work like? Or what does a Punk version of this match look like? And not really so with this class of guy. Uh, Eddie Kingston brings you into, like you always point out, that all Japan, drag him out. Now we're hitting, now we're no-selling, now we're both dead. Like, this, this style. And, I mean, maybe a Styles Clash here is good, but Eddie King, or sorry, rather, Sammy Guevara doesn't do any of that shit. Like, every right. time... Eddie Kingston hits him, he's going to be like selling for a second, kip up, backflip into the ropes, flying move. Eddie, big back fist slugs up. Oh, he's down for a second. It's going to be like Eddie's fighting one of those like dummies that are weighted at the bottom to bounce back up. And like, I don't feel Sammy Guevara is like a 
Energizer Bunny, you can never keep him down. Wrestling style. I just feel like the kind. Of, I'm sure the match will be good. Obviously, for the reasons that people like Eddie, you know, Sammy's a compelling move seller. You think of him as a good worker. I just, I'm more endeared to the Eddie Kingston groundedness, and I, I feel like this might stretch a little further in the other direction. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I want to be optimistic because I want great things for Eddie Kingston. So, so you know, hard. Absolutely agree. Congrats, brother. No one cares. <laughs> Does anyone care, Zeus? We'll see. We'll see. People, people. I don't know. As you get older, people start to care about your. I, I want to feel people care about your life goal announcements. I care. I. I, I mean, I. I've, it depends if I care about you, right? Of course. And I care. I care about you and Maddie deeply. You guys can tell me anything and say, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. Well, this is bad news. Yeah, of course, of course. Why would I say that? Horrible. Yeah, it'd be awful of you. Another Ricky Starks package, which I like here, Zoobs, uh, this time uh, talking about the powerhouse Hobbs side of that equation, the attack after his loss to Hook in what was supposed to be him sort of announcing that him and Hobbs aren't going anywhere. We get Hobbs versus local talent, but as the local talent is walking out, Taz gets the mic. And you you don't have to convince Zoobs and I. Wait, wait, we got our, our hands on our head and our feet up when Taz gets the mic. Team Taz is over. It's no longer. This dissolution has been too far. He's focused on commentary. He likes what they did. But Team Taz is over. Zoobs, no one ever puts it better than you. Can you eulogize what Team Taz, of course, initially Brian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky, and to a lesser degree Hook, and then on exit, uh, you know, you get Brian Cage exiting. Can, can you talk a little bit about the legacy that they leave if this is uh, indeed the end forever? I think it's a, perf it's a perfectly executed stable uh i think sort of what exactly what you hope for your best hope w you know the, the place that everybody came into it versus the place that everybody's leaving it you have um as you said you have a, a ready heated feud between the two guys that you would think most likely to be breakout superstars and top level guys involved in this from the start you have starks and hobbs those two guys are um, we have people in the chat saying today it could be a, it could be a forever type feud sort of mm. thing. They, that's one of the things you're getting out of it. You're also getting out of it um, the young guy that wasn't even in the ring yet when it started uh, inherits the gold that you know exists only to be in the team. I think it's really a testament. It reminds me sort of one of those like you know TV shows that ends after after like three seasons or you know what I mean. And it's yeah. like. It's like in a lot of ways that's that gets that's better than it never goes sour. The show it goes on for eight seasons in the last five, you're like, boy, they get nothing for these characters to do anymore. Um, I think that's uh, the comparison that I make to it. It was like it, it lasted just about exactly where it needed to get to get everybody where they had to go, and uh, everyone looks a lot better off for it. I mean, could you? I forget how you open that exactly, but sort of perfectly how you would want a faction's lifespan to go. Breaking up too early is almost the perfect time to break up, and they were cool the whole way. Um, they carried out. They were the mid card heels on the show during a lot of the pandemic era. Uh, Taz, you just have to credit him for getting these guys over. Ricky Starks was not like some big star in the NWA, but coming in pretty cold from the NWA. I had never seen Powerhouse Hobbs before. Who had heard of Hook? Uh, and I think you could, if you got three people around a table saying, Hey, who do you, who do you think of those three has the highest ceiling? You could have three people with three different answers and three great points. And that's rare, man. Like super rare, uh, in coolness factor. I think they're only really rivaled by LIJ 
one of just the coolest factions ever, flatly. And I think of them extremely fondly, and I always will. This yeah. leads into Powerhouse Hobbs beating up this local talent. I was too busy taking down the Taz promo. I, I didn't even get this guy's name. I'm sorry to this gentleman. Uh, I thought he was fine in the, the role here, getting uh, spinebustered to all damn hell by <laughs> uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. And out comes Ricky Starks in black boots and black pants. I took this to mean like a little, you know, not out here is absolute. This is all business, Ricky Starks. You know what I mean, Zoobs? Mm -hmm. uh, I thought he looked the big star here, but I thought absolutely the right case. Even though Hobbs just finished a match, he Ricky Starks still can't match up to him physically. He gets the jump on him, he's serious up. Hobbs still lays him out. I ultimately think it's Ricky that'll end up getting the pin in this situation. But along the way, I think Hobbs should beat him at every turn because uh, this guy is a, a wall. And I think you and I are, are big powerhouse Hobbs fans around here. So, masterful segment. They're doing... You talk about we just talked about the legacy of Team Taz, but what it is spurning off into also seems tremendously positive. So well done. I don't know how heavily involved Taz is with the actual booking of this faction, if it's Tony, whatever it is, just a well done thing beginning to I suppose now is middle. And uh excited to see where it all goes. Really good stuff. Yeah, they're both positioned perfectly. Like both of them, both start stars and hops, like just perfect. It's amazing. It all well you can keep hook sort of on the the burner quarterly appearances and when those guys need something to recall back to you you can pull the rocket on one of those that's a hot rematch for ricky and a giant match for powerhouse at any point in time and to make a you know similar i guess observation to earlier in the show like neither of them have the wardlow problem right i don't i don't for neither of them am i like oh man once you get the guys apart you're going to care about hobbs or ricky it's like absolutely like for sure whereas you like, might I care about ricky more than ever yeah, exactly right. And you can put Hobbs in there against anybody and be like, oof, that's going to be awesome. So um, I think it's basically polar opposite of, of where you are with the Wardlow thing, where you had it spread out of there. You were like, oh, what's this going to be like with MJF? They give the rocket with the title. And now you're sort of, we were talking about earlier, sort of sitting here like, I don't know what this is going to be. So even though Team Taz is over, can Taz still manage hook soups? I'm sure they can. It's his son. He can hang out with his son. It doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? I think. It, can you I imagine you managing your son in the business? Oh, you'd be too tall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You'd too tall to manage. Yeah. Uh, even even if he gets your genetics, he's seven. Yeah, we'll one, see. Seven, we'll two. see. Yeah, we'll see. You gotta put him beside a a little a little small guy. Make him look yeah. even bigger. You know. Yeah, Sanjay yeah. Dutt and Satnam. Right. But you could sort of be pulling the strings behind the scenes. Yeah. Absolutely. You and two, Josh, of course. <laughs> yeah of course of yeah, course lead this guy to the top shaking the hands making the connections <laughs> and kissing the babies all along the way zoops this leads us into a miro promo he's talking to god again uh, i'm always down to hear miro speak he can't tell the difference between the devil and god at this point uh, he's of course referring to malachi black as the devil here uh the redeemer will reveal himself once redeemed uh, they show the shot of Malachi spitting the black barbecue sauce all over him a couple times here, heavily implying that uh, Mal well, it got Maddie. Maddie liked the black barbecue sauce. That's, that's, that's good. It's good. I love when I pop Maddie. I never know if he's actually listening. It feels great to to get the the Maddie laugh every now and then. <laughs> Zooms gets it all the time. He's more dear to Zooms. Well, than you know, I'm I'm always watching him. You are much funnier than me too. I mean, I think that's the chief difference. <laughs> <laughs> if i was as funny as you i would make him laugh as much i figure probably <laughs> the main day. i talk twice as much as you would make him laugh half as much consider that <laughs> um 
I like what Miro's doing here. Does Miro fit in with House of Black? I'll ask you, Zoobs, and the chat on this one. Does Miro fit in with House of Black? He's been talking about God an awful lot, and that's sort of rambling promos about God that don't say anything specific but allow us to decode however we want is sort of the whole thing that they do anyway, so it makes sense in that way. Yeah, I agree. Like, he feels spiritually rooted one way or the other. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I guess once he's got the, the black barbecue sauce on him, you can't, like, it would have to be like Miro breaking the gimmick to overcome that or something. But I, I almost hope that it's like a small infiltration thing, like Wyatt's Daniel Bryan. And then he's just like, I've actually found the Lord again and I'm slapping the accolade on all you fucking heathens. Because I love Redeemer, loves the Lord, fucks his hot, flexible wife, Miro. Like, that, I just think that's a great character. I, I don't think he needs to be dripped in the House of Black demonry. I, I think he's got a, a cooler thing going on. Come on, uh, let, we all sing some Christian songs to him if need be. Let's get that that little light shining on, Miro. Let, let's find the Lord once again in this darkness. That, that's where I would like to see this go. Yeah, I like that too. That's a, that's a nice that's a nice sounding feature for me. Good friend Jake singing, bring CJ Perry out for him. I mean, there's something that'll, you know, bring you back to whatever Lord gave you that. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to hang out with these guys, buddy. What am I doing here? <laughs> Get me out. I found the Lord once more. Uh, Darby Allen is tattooing his own hand. I figure that's got to be, I mean, Darby isn't the best of promos to begin with. I don't know that I'd be putting handicaps on myself like that. You know, if it's like, you know me, I'm not the best runner, so I wouldn't be putting ankle weights on. You know what I'm saying, Supes? Well, the pain can distract from the, you know, if the, if the problem is that you're overthinking, then perhaps distracting your mind keeps you from. Because I thought it was his best promo in quite a while, to be frank. I mean, he, he he's always, it's easy to say, right? He usually delivers in these vignette taped things. Okay, it's the live promos where we, we lose them. I feel like in these videos, he's sort of reliable. You're right. This is at the higher end of them. Yeah. But until we see him in the live crowd with him, you remember when MJF and him were squaring off? Vag I remember his parts very vaguely. It was ugly. You can't say that to me. Working on my ventriloquism. You can't say that to me. That's pretty good. It's crazy. You doing? You can't say that to me. Wow. How was that? It's amazing, honestly. Well, it's hard because <laughs> you don't have the other part of this is the yeah. You can't do that to me. Wow. Now it's fucking amazing. How is that? That's now that I have because you need you need my eyes to go somewhere else, right? If you're just if you're just not moving your lips, yeah. you have to distract my eyes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. It is different. I gotcha. Uh of course he accepts Brody King's challenge for next week at Quake at the Lake. So what sort of match is it? Coughing. It's a coughing. A coughing, coughing. match? coughing match coughing match between these two we gentlemen. are in a we are in a fifth wave or whatever it is whatever it is yeah it's one of the basically the ocean with all these waves at this point hell hell yeah no way i have no idea um i know you, you feel in your heart zoobs like darby allen can't really lose a coffin match right like the signature match style especially off pay-per-view can't really lose it do your best to talk me in the door on why a brody king win here would make sense I think Darby can survive being being like brutalized and chucked into a coffin from a great height. <laughs> Do you kind of want to see it, dude? I feel all in on Brody King. 
Me too. I, th- th- I think this is right up Brody King's alley and sort of the final show of like, uh, you know, we, we loved the squash a couple weeks ago. I think a final show of like, I'm ending you for good and like slamming the door on it, I think is is a, a useful thing for his spot in, in where he is. And I do think you would give Darby meaningful wins after reheate him because I do think Darby has a ton of value to this company. I also understand Brody King is the number two guy and he's lost to Mox. So he can sort of tack one more onto there. I just think Brody King is so fun to watch and the visual of him choking out Darby on the ringside then just like ruthlessly tossing him into the coffin, recklessly throwing the lid. There's ways you could do it, right? Blackout, Malachi Black hits the black mass, Buddy hits the whale hunt, then Brody chokes him. The coughing match is no DQ. So there's there's ways to do it, but I also do understand what people mean. It's like, well, it's the, the why would he challenge people to a signature match style again if it can create else? Like it should be a big thing. So I do understand that too. Right. Brody got that headstone tattoo with Darby Allen's name on it. If he can win a coffin match because the headstone goes on top of the coffin, says Scoots Brody. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we get the Jim Ross entrance. Zoom's excited about that. Uh, of course, Jim Ross on commentary for the second hour of the show. <laughs> and Zoom's, I think you know what that means. It's the it's the way people who don't work with you on the show each week don't appreciate it's the way you it's the way you slip in Zoob's excited about that <laughs> to, to statements like that. <laughs> that mean like it it means almost nothing, but like it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> that means the world to me that you say that. Uh I uh, it's very I'm I'm glad. Thanks for saying so. I'm gonna leave the choice into your hands, Zoobs, as you are the pro around here. We can either talk about Matt Hardy versus Christian and then play merch match, or we can play merch match and then talk about Matt Hardy versus Christian. What what should we do? What, what, come on, audience. What, what way are you leaning? You want me to watch your merch match now? You want your merch match after? When do you want your merch match? When do you want your merch match? Uh, let's do the let's do the uh, merch match right now. Okay, Maddie, are you all uh, set with the assets there, brother? Unless Maddie's not ready. Beautiful. Uh, well then, Maddie uh, or Zoops, you want to explain the rules to merch match, and then Maddie will hit the music. Boy, Josh has done the dirty work. And when I mean dirty, I mean filthy, stinking, rotten, dirty work. Uh, He has gone onto all the wrestling shirt websites and compiled the worst, the dirt worst. That's why it's dirty work. It's the dirt worst Uh, (laughs) shirts that he can find. And we're putting them up 1v1, single elimination style. It's not really a tournament. We're not doing a tournament. But... uh, we're putting them up against each other, and we're voting for which is the worst shirt, so we can find the worst shirt going uh, right now. I mean, listen, we've seen some unbelievably bad shirts. It, you can never go to this well too many times. Uh, there is an infinite amount of terrible shirts. Every time we see a shirt so bad that someone sends it to us, four more shirts pop up behind it, uh, making it look even better. So Medusa. It's ridiculous. It's 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 like a hydra. You cut off one head, another grows back. That's not how hydra works, is it? Yeah, no, that's right. That's the hydra. Beautiful. Uh, it's it's like a hydra. The, the, the shirts are like a hydra. Anyway, that's right. Um, merch match. Let's do it. What did you think of merch match? I haven't played that in a little while. Healthy, a healthy merch match this time around. Uh, God awful. God. Sorry about that. I feel worse. Yeah. The, the way that you ended it with those last two. Master I, smoke, I, though, right? I feel negative about <laughs> what I've seen and experienced. 
Do you like me less after playing that merch match? Never, never. I like me a little less after looking into that <laughs> merch match. So let's get into something. I way over enjoyed it. Over delivered for me, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. It's uh, Matt Hardy versus Christian. Uh, I'd be curious to know how much these two have wrestled over the course of the years. It must just be countless in, in different arrangements. But they're here doing what I would call the like sort of the highest end thing Matt Hardy still has left to give, like sort of a TV hardcore match. They're using tables. But Matt Hardy's developed this weird thing where he's he's so actually broken that every bump feels real and meaningful and he takes some huge shit in this match and gives it christian cage takes a back body drop in the middle of this match where i go oh jesus like wow he got up for that silly me he's gonna do one off the second rope later on in this match i couldn't really believe how hard these two were going and i, I really really appreciated it i was watching so many people had recommended to me juice uh, robinson versus david finley in the g1 and so i watched it the other day I liked it, but the whole thing is like these guys can't wait to get their hands on them and these old tag team partners, and they're they're so heated before the bell rings. And it opens up, and Juice Robinson slaps on a headlock, and it's like, okay, you're like dying to get your hands on this guy, and they're just like, this was what you were dying to do, chill here and fucking headlock. Matt Hardy hated Christian. The bell rings, and like Matt Hardy charges him, and he's on top, and some of that is just in service of how he can wrestle at this point, which is sort of limited. I, I straight out loved this match and uh, thought it was a, a bonkers good time where uh, Matt Hardy falls through the air. I know they always say it's like, oh, if you drop a, a hundred pounds of rocks and a hundred pounds of feathers, they, they hit the ground at the same time. I don't think a hundred pounds of Matt Hardy that's true of. I think a hundred pounds of Matt Hardy falls faster than the other. This, this guy's hang time. The man gravity remembered Matt Hardy. He plummets <laughs> through stuff. And uh, I love to see it, and I thought Christian looked floaty and great and was uh, carrying a lot of this match. Did, did you have some fun watching this one, Zips? So I have two wolves warring inside me about this match. Sure. One of them is the tacit admission that, like you, it's an over-delivery on all fronts from both wrestlers, I think. You know, Matt Hardy, better than he has any business being at this point of his career, and seemingly has done this once a month ish for the last I don't know nine months probably has has a one month once a month has a has a match on TV we're like man Matt Hardy still has just enough left in the tank for for our enjoyment yeah. Uh, just Chris, enough yeah and Christian is you know it's it, been a revitalizing two months but another part of me um, tries to like tacitly also stay strong on like I know when you're giving me a 2006 SmackDown main event in 2022 right. It's, it's, <laughs> 16, 16 years ago. Not feel Crazy. cool and zooms. It's just, it, I, I just try to keep those two things in mind. I, I did very much also enjoy this, but I always get a little nervous when like it gets a little too much in like, when I'm looking up, like, did this ever headline a TNA pay-per-view? <laughs> and I'm looking at stuff like that. I, you know, it, it got a little that way uh, early on in this company sometimes too, where I was like, all right, you can't just give me reskin TNA Impact yeah. matchup. You can't give me... Christopher Daniels against Jay Lethal and have people like, ooh, I'm pumped about this in 2022 because that, that company's been around for a long time and I didn't watch it then. You know, I don't exactly want to watch it now. But again, with with that admission, I thought this over-delivered and, and I did have fun watching it. If you understand what I'm saying? When Matt Hardy does the elbow drop and it's like it's like the mat has a vacuum built. It's like sucking him in through that. It goes through that table like a cannonball. 
How do you not enjoy that? But I do know what you mean. It is definitely evocative of like something that feels throwaway. Even I think anchored by them both sort of being seen as the B sides in their legendary tag teams. I think mm. they carry a little bit of that into it. Um, and they're just sort of inextricably linked, Matt Hardy and Edge, and and then on top of that, Matt Hart, the Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian. So it feels like you're watching something older and you're aware of their age. But regardless, I was uh, I was able to get into it. The only moment where I was like. It's so weird with these guys, what they have to uh, keep careful. If you watch the end of this match, so Christian hits the the unprettier, and he, like, barely hooks the leg. Like, when Matt Hardy does that weird walk, like, I think there's something, like, can't tilt up for Matt Hardy. Like, Christian hooks the leg, like, this high for the pin. Like, does not force it any higher than it needs to be. I was like, hmm, Matt Hardy's hip is not great, is it? Uh, but... And those things that you remind you of your heroes. But what what is being a wrestling fan if not watching your heroes fade? I normally am doing this in a in a New Westminster bingo hall. So at least you're still on television. Yeah. And I'll never forget Edge. Um <laughs> uh Christian continues to beat down on Matt Hardy after the match. And then Luchasaurus, still with his heel entrance and heel gear, enters to distract Christian while Jungle Boy rolls out from under the ring and runs in. And he attacks Christian, who, who then runs off, and the boy and uh, Luchasaurus stand tall with Christian sent running for another week, which I suppose is probably resolved it all out. So maybe we're in for a little bit more of this. They've just thrown ice on this feud for me, man. Really blew it with the dinosaur. They just blew it. Everybody but Christian is. Why isn't? Like... Why isn't if 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 we're doing the Jungle Boy is the fighting from underneath, fighting with his hard comeback guy? Shouldn't he also have to run, get past the dinosaur to get to Christian? Especially since Luchasaurus felt like instantly revitalized by being Christian's eater. Like unanimously across the board. I think everyone was like, wow, I like Luchasaurus more than I thought I could. And they obviously like the presentation of it because they've kept it. I just can't believe like the first two weeks of Christian promos here felt so hot and so big and so important. Like you'd filled this MJF void on the show. And it's not that this is like confused or muddled. It's just sort of overbooked and they're they're not... They're not putting the spotlight on the best parts of it, I suppose, is what I'd say. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a little disappointing to see. Yeah. We go backstage for a Daniel Garcia promo. You know me, Zooms. I love when a guy gets mileage out of a win. And you love when Daniel Garcia speaks. He calls himself the greatest technical sports entertainer of all time. He also gets his mileage out of the win by calling himself the Dragon Slayer. I like this as a nickname. The guy who mm -hmm. beat Brian Danielson. I'm the Dragon Slayer. Not bad to me. Um, he but then he does something that I really don't like. One of my least favorite things in wrestling and combat sports. Shout out Yuri Brahachka, who just did this. I like you, but why are you doing this, brother? If you are the winner of a match, you do not call out the loser for a rematch. Daniel right. Garcia being like, I want to prove that I'm the best against you again, Brian. Like, let's do this again. What? That's not how kicking someone's ass works, man. You beat this guy up, it's finished on your half. They've got to chase you. Didn't really like that, but everything else here was cool. And then I said that I would praise him. I really like Tony Schiavone on this show. He has good touches, and I feel like I Goose, never bring Goose him Daddy. up. Daddy. Yeah, Daddy yeah, Goose. you know Goose Daddy. Daddy can Goose. Not, can you not? Oh, yeah, Daddy Goose. Can you not? Come on, not remind me of that one. I'm saying how much I like the guy. Daddy, Daddy Goose. Daddy, Daddy Goose Combat Club. God, come on, man. What are you doing? I'm, I'm here trying to praise the guy to remind me of Daddy Goose Combat Club. Nightmare. Uh, but I like him, man, uh, here. Just doing this little touch here going, he like sort of looks aghast at Daniel Garcia. And he looks at the camera and he's like, more dynamite in a minute. 
it feels sort of old school and like he gives these little throwback tnt tbs touches that i uh, really enjoy shout out to Tony daddy goose could you could shout you behave to, shout out to a uh, daddy goose <laughs> the so man we know as daddy goose you're one of these guys. You never just take the information on the surface, right? You no way. I'm subversive is what I am. Yeah, you're a subversive guy, kind of a young contrarian, one of these against the grain kind of thinkers. Uh, maybe a bit like Ethan Page here, who opens up his promo by saying, why? 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 And the crowd starts chanting, why? I mean, it's like, well, to what crowd? Hang on a second. It's fun to do, you know? Yeah, that was chanting why. I'm like, yeah, I'll get into this. Let's fucking yeah. go. <laughs> Let's chant. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Why? Why am I chanting? Why am I not on TV? Says Ethan Page. Why don't I have an action figure? Why am I not in the opening? During this promo, Stokely Hathaway starts to walk in, sort of seriously eyeing up uh, uh, Ethan Page, who's doing sort of what I'll call a diet MJF, unhappy with this place direct at the camera promo. I consider myself an Ethan Page guy. This wasn't like quite a hit for me. It wasn't a, like a huge miss. What do you think Ethan Page's promo before we get to the next part here, Zoobs? Uh, there was one thing that sort of annoys me is mm. like he sort of uh, he sort of accidentally gets the crowd on his side for a minute, where it's mm. like mm. I, you sort of like, oh man, twice even. Yeah, you're just like that's that's a good thing was when you get the crowd on your side from speaking passionately i i, I almost I wish that they would i i think it's i i sort of hate the like how easy it is for him to be like well you you fans didn't like me like i know that's an easy that's the direction we're going i would rather see him recognize that that that's the first time that that sort of the crowd is rallied behind him when he speaks this way so um but i'm interested to see what they're doing with stokely i think it could be interesting could be an interesting thing i i guess my other part of it my other part of it is like Paige getting the crowd on his side a little bit those two times, just coming out of a, a faction that was weird with a guy who was a great speaker. Now he's going to go right into another thing. It's like why we keep we're going to keep shuffling this guy into factions where, where another guy is the speaker, or the minute here where he's actually gets the crowd on his side organically on his own. Can we not try and see if something is here versus yeah, see where that goes? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You are cheering right now? He addresses those you're talking about, Zoobs. You don't line up to buy my shirt on awshop.com. I thought to myself, does this guy know how the fucking internet works? Because he's totally. talking to line up for awshop.com. Yeah. It's not, but I knew the spirit of what he was saying. Probably, uh, I haven't seen it, but it's probably an ugly shirt would be my rebuttal to that. Almost without question. Going in blind, I would say you're right. Can't not, it can't be a good looking shirt, Ethan. How about that? How about it? We play merch match. You, you buy OC shirts. You buy CM Punk shirts. And then finally he's interrupted by Stokely Hathaway who hands him a card. And Zoobs, if there was ever a reason to be in my Discord at patreon.com slash J0SHC, it is this. It's because it's occupied with people smarter than me. I heard a theory in my Discord tonight from, you know, Jay from the, the Jay eggs in the chat and a member of, of my course. Discord. Of course. Jay gave a take that I was like, oh, I just want to go on air and steal it, but I can't. Do it. You do it right now. I can't. It's too good. I would do it if it Tell was a lesser take. you came up with on your own. It was like, I'll put my own little twist on it. Listen, it's, know, he pays you for that take. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you're just looking at a mirror. When yeah. You know, sort of thing, Josh, right? maybe not that take, but you had another take that was pretty good that maybe you want to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually really, really similar. It just has slight... 
Zoobs, hear this out. So far, Stokely Hathaway has handed cards to Lee Moriarty and now to uh, to Ethan Page. What if Stokely Hathaway is MJF's um, advocate or recruiter right now? So MJF on exit is saying that he's, you know, shitting on the other originals of the company while also like praising the pillars and shitting on the old WWE stars. Day one people who are under pushed, Moriarty and Ethan Page. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting take from uh, Jay in the Discord. Again, patreon.com slash J0SHC. I think you could see that. Brilliant. How does that hit your ears? He never misses. He seriously has great takes. I don't know if it'll happen, but I was like, wow, that actually lines up with a lot. Oh, this we got to see. Ashton Kutcher saying Ethan Page's shirts are actually good. Match, match. (laughs) Kind of whip. He says, I don't think I would wear that ever, but it's not a black t shirt with white writing on it. I'll give it that. And that's already, you know, worth something. Culture of Losing saying, Does this mean Dan Lambert is done? They hope so. Yeah, I've taken uh, Scorpio Sky's uh, disappearance off TV uh, to mean that that's the end of Dirty Dan Lambert. Now, unlike you, Culture of Losing, it breaks my heart. Uh, I thought he was a top five promo on the show. And would have liked to have seen him just managing Ethan Page in a solo babyface run. But uh, alas, I did read it as the end. Did you read it any differently, Zoobs? Do you think we see... No, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. At least it's his, the end of his involvement with it. I don't know if that means Dan Lambert totally is gone, but... No, when they're in Florida, I could see him like coming out for nights or like AT uh, involvement here and there. But I think in terms of, yeah, the Scorpio-Ethan Page, uh, Dirty Dan dynamic, I think that is in the grave. Uh, C755 asking, Stoke juggling this and Jaden Baddies. Not sure if it lands. Yeah, I love it. I like Bobby the Brain Heenan coming out multiple times in a pay-per-view. Or uh, when, when I mean, it wasn't the best run, but when Heenan had Brock and Cesaro, you know, he's out twice on a pay-per-view. I, I like that stuff. <sighs> I like managers, though. I'm a pro manager. What'd you oof there, Zoops? Oh, the Men of the Year shirt that was linked. That is... That's a bad shirt from I am Ahab. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a f- Got That's a fun pose, though. Mm, we could do that. We could do that shirt. Yeah. I, it'd look cool if it was less obvious. Yeah. We should start cranking out garbage shirts. Not a chance. Not, we'll, parody, not a chance. we'll parody the worst shirts. We'll, think that we'll get the worst of the trash ones and parody those. Yeah, just put like our slogans in it. So we're yeah. like, we call bullshit and say like, we come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make the stuff for business. Yeah, wrestling Josh. For business. Would it be Josh for business or Zoobs for business? Like wrestling brain for business? Zoobs for business maybe. Brain for business. Yeah. Zoobs kind of works with Steph like just uh, yeah. uh, font-wise. Zoobs for business. It is Zoobs for business. Think about it. More and more people are saying champ champs are here, and then I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what a sword and a shield. Have gold, big gold, of course. You'd have a sword go across the t- front, and then a shield. I don't know. Yeah, we could be millionaires, man, if we could just ditch some of these fucking principles. Yeah, Daddy Magic's back on dynamite. You want to know what makes my nipples hard? Yeah, I suppose so. John Moxley versus Chris Jericho at uh, <laughs> Quake at the Lake next week. I should also say on air, Zoobs, uh, know me next week on A Double Dudes. I am gone. But uh, stay tuned for if there will be a show on the channel. What, what do you think? Yeah, likely or unlikely? 
It's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. Rope somebody I would in. love to watch it. I, w- I would be able to watch it, but not perform it. I would personally love to. I love this show. And I would be one of those people who I wouldn't be able to watch Dynamite. I'd be like just getting in right. when this show was on so I could use uh, uh, whoever do it. I would I would be a fan. But yeah. uh, see you all in two weeks. Uh, and in two weeks also, make sure to come on back. We have lots of plans for All Out, and uh, we'll sort of be crystallizing them and letting you know and breaking that news down. Of course, from the run from now till then, we will also have Ground Floor Zero on every Saturday, 10 a.m. in the West, 1 p.m. in the East. It's uh, Zooms, how would you describe Ground Floor Zero so far? Any, any great. Way it's, a great, it's a great way to catch up with the wrestling world. Uh, let your, let your, loosen your tie a little bit and, and have a great morning with, with Josh and Matt. Yeah. Maddie, anything you how how would you want to plug Ground Floor Zero, Maddie? Anything? Maddie loves it. I mean it's I lo- it's his raison. I have I have so much fun with it. Yeah. It's just such a fun and it's like it's over before you know it. It's just like all of yeah. a sudden, boom, it's been an hour. What the hell? And then everyone Yeah, goes the best home. part of the show is how quickly it ends. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> ringing ringing No no no. You know, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Maddie, you know, Maddie, Maddie says, I love it because it, 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 it's over quickly. And yeah, it, I tell you, when you're the one doing all of the writing and note taking and pulling the news, <laughs> an hour actually feels like a big chunk of time. It's wild, but you know, different. It's stuff. just like so short and so easy to do. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I must say, though, the look of the show and the general theme Matt has drawn up uh, for in the sounds is, is something that I love about it. It has uh, a double dudes as one feel. And Ground Floor Zero has another, which I think is a, a cool, even though, you know, ostensibly they're both me doing a fucking lot of talking. Uh, it is it is nice to have sort of a different feel. So uh, come on back on Saturdays. Uh, Zoob's a big return to Less Than Jays for you this week, I saw. Um, I actually listened to your Patreon episode and was was moved by uh, the the closing, at least. Some some beautiful words. Is there anything you'd like to tell people about the, the Less Than Jays and uh, what, what you guys got going on over there? You know, big week. Trade deadline has passed. Uh, they made all their moves. We are approaching the stretch run of the season. Really exciting stuff. Seattle got a lot better. So there's uh, the, the teams they're fighting for the wild card with. Uh, exciting. And and my dad passed away a month ago. And uh, sort of unpacking that because that was a show that he was a big part of with me. So it was uh, emotional to attempt to redo that show, knowing that he wasn't going to be on the other end of it. So dug a little bit into that. When I tell you the the Zoobs is a well of wisdom, uh, I tell you whatever whatever behind that Patreon wall at Less Than Jays is well worth a listen. It'll uh, it'll move you. So uh, go check that out. And Zoobs also part of a, a, another show. The the baseball content is boring. I saw this news. People don't like this new Jays guy. I'm sure this is lots of what you're talking about. Uh, but you, what, what's this new show you've launched? I'm, I'm not as first hand familiar with it as Less Than Jays. Tell the people. Uh, baseball nerdy people would would maybe know the uh, the Pitch Talks brand. It was, a, it was it was a live speaking event that used to be happening uh, about baseball in the you last. You did a couple, didn't you? I did a tour in in uh, right. winter of 2020. I toured around Southern Ontario. Uh, that brought the podcast back. It's a little bit more wide baseball focused, not just the Blue Jays. Uh, myself and Nick Ashburn, who I used to work with at Yahoo Sports. He does a podcast with Andrew Stoughton. Is he and I? We have guests uh, from around the baseball world. Episode one with Eno Saris was last week. You guys knows a lot about pitching, a lot, a lot about stats, a little more. Whereas my show with Jake is a little more loose, obviously Jay's focused, and we get into our personal lives an awful lot. This one's a little more what you would expect from a mainstream baseball podcast. Um, sort of that mix of um, Nick's very analytical eye and very numbers focused with my sort of like 
how I view things and and sort of a lighter side of things mixed with our guests. That's a good it's a good time. A busy bee is the man of a hundred likes, so definitely check those things out. A dumpster matches up. So you've got a funny name for this one there, tough guy? Uh no. No, a dumb, I don't. A dumpster match. Dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh that's what happens when you uh when you watch <laughs> Maddie in the kitchen, you know? When you ask him to watch a, a pot of something. Dumpster. Dumpster. You can defend yourself there, Matt, against the, the dumpster. I don't know if I can. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, that was a bullet. That was, sometimes you got to take what I get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dumpster match here, of course, between the ass boys, the gun club, taking on here, who everybody loves, the acclaimed. Uh, they open with a brawl. Uh, they both get big in offense against the glove or against the guns. Max Caster grabs the mic, says, play my music. The music starts. I love this. I love going back to the tunes. It's like, no, I'm getting my damn entrance. And to his beat, he says, no filter. We ain't Instagram. Gonna make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. Oh, can he say that? Is he allowed to say that? Maddie, check the tape. Is he allowed to say that? Can he say that? It's really tough to say, but I'm gonna lean Take to the scripts. side of maybe he can't. Take your scripts and throw them out. That's a shoot, brother. <clears throat> uh, very fun match here, I thought. Uh, sort of continuing this center block of the show's hardcore theme, I thought. Uh, very fun. Sort of what you would expect, I guess, of a loose brawl between the four with a lot between them. I think the acclaimed winning was what we all thought was going to happen, but I thought it was funny that they had to, like, zap strap close the dumpster. It's like, and you wouldn't be able to get out of that dumpster with zap straps. Uh, this has got to be the blow-off between these two guys, right? Or between these two teams. Yeah, I feel like they've been interacting for a while. And also more challenging to push a dumpster straight than you think. Yes, yes. If anything is dumb about it, it's that. Bowen's like, sure, I, gotta go, I gotta go to the front of this thing and steer it, and he realized pretty quickly into it. Uh, and an homage uh, to the New Age Outlaws against Cactus Jack and of course. Uh, Terry Funk with the Ass Boys. Chains, I think you mean Chainsaw Charlie. Pardon me, Chainsaw Charlie, yeah. Which, which is, you know, the, Billy Gunn is involved in that match. Um, oh, that's right. Oh my god, that's funny. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. Need, uh, I, I need somehow had that in my brain, but not put two and two together. That's really funny. And a funny thing, they showed a kid. They showed the kid crying earlier, earlier in the show when, when the elite. <laughs> yeah. And it was making me think. I was like, "When's the when? When did I have my like? I'm a young kid, and I really buy what's going on." Um, and I remember the first thing that ever happened to me was when the smoking gun split up, Billy Gunn, the broken neck thing. Yeah, of course. I was, I was like, "Oh my god, that's real! That's that broken neck! Oh my god, this I can't believe it." Um, but the last time I ever like it was it wasn't the kid tears, but like the like. I bought what was happening on Raw was like a real thing that was like an actual accident tragedy was the dumpster match. Remember when they did the like, that's right. I put those guys in the hospital and, and we went on the show are are out crying and like, yeah, it's like, uh, they stopped the show. Yeah. This is, it's like, these guys have been maimed. They have, it's like they've been shot or something or in a car accident, I suppose, maybe more appropriately. Yeah. I'd actually forgotten about that. Zoom sort of thanks for unpacking a little bit of the lore of the dumpster match for us who knew yes yeah, uh, I, I was excited to, i'm yeah. excited so a big win for me um i think everything done right this is sort of the the level that if this feud's going to graduate you have a big moment you have um ass boys coming out as like your folly dorky heels that lose and then acclaim getting over and coming out of this way bigger uh having a big win i think uh wins all around for this entire thing 
Well, let's just pick up from there, Zoobs. Where do you go with the acclaimed from here? Because I think they were the rightful team to get the win. But it's not abundant to me who above them in the pecking order, I would necessarily say, these guys should be feuding with them and beating them. They seem to sort of occupy the solid mid-card for me in the AW tag scene. I'm not sure I quite see them as anything above that yet. Do you? Could you see them tangoing with the the Red Dragons or whoever's just like immediately outside of the title scene? I suppose the Jurassic Expresses. Yeah, I think that's 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 the time to to move them into that into that next tier. I think it's time to Red Dragon might be a good and they they might lose, but it might be a good like we get these guys a fight now. Whereas you know a year or two ago they would have ran through us. We now like we know enough. We're savvy enough. We're a good enough team. We put these guys close to the limit and and this week it out. But yeah, I think maybe they get all maybe maybe you do put them against Swerve to Glory. They're they're a team that can rack up some defenses. Yeah, yeah, as, and they've been that for tag teams before, like title defenses. I think the Lucha Brothers did it against them. Like, they've challenged for those belts before. Mm-hmm. When I think of kayfabe, I do sort of think, and again, I suppose tonight's win is sort of the change of that, but it's like, can't Keith Lee just pick these guys up by the ankles and, like, clang them together? You know. I mean, that's not the case with baby faces and picking up wins. One more meaningful win, I suppose, tells you the acclaimed have arrived. Uh, Tom Hummel with the easy lose a tough match to FTR, but get the acknowledgement at the end. I mean, you can't. Well, you can get the zooms disagreeing with that. And look, I'm wearing uh, uh, Bobby Burrito's original seven star FTR shirt, done with all the belts. There's a Matt Beautiful. Prince original on the screen. Wow, Matt, that that would have been the honest to god a way better shirt than we saw in merch match. Dumpster match. You know what's the worst part? This is how I, using a stock image of a chef from this website, I realized that the tattoo that I have on my body was just the tattoo artist Googling chef. You have this tattoo? <laughs> this exact looks thing like a little bit. Yeah. is on my body. That's so funny. It's I'd love my, to see. It's on my arm. You should make it sound like, see, and this is... Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> Put yourself on screen right now. People need to see that. That's insane, man. Uh, let's see. I don't know how I can Do you take me off? Or here. I, I I might be able to No, I can't. Oh my god. Okay, would you want to save it for the post show? Yeah, yeah. save it for the post show. In the post show. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. That's exactly the same. It's, it's it. That's what it is on my damn body. Yeah. You say sure. that, but then you see it, and it is. <laughs> well, if I got any like that, probably this Portuguese rooster is just like the stock one. Oh my anyway, god! A bunch of matches uh, announced here for the next couple. For I suppose for the next week here, Zoobs. I don't know how familiar you were with him, but when I heard that old Manser. Light Beers and Lariats was backstage at AEW tonight. Former GCW Tag Team Champion with Second Gear Crew alongside Matt Justice and AJ Gray, of course. Ole Manser is getting his throwdown. Him and Mox this Friday on Rampage. Zooms, are you familiar at all with the King of the Eye poke, Ole Manser? Not a single thing. I think you will really enjoy him. I think you should watch him versus Mox on front. Not, I mean, live. I know it would be a bigger ask, but I, I suspect, awesome. I suspect you will see Manser and be like, "Oh yeah, I like what this guy's selling." Mance, bring a South Warner. style. Yeah, 
And he likes to eye poke people and then stare at them. I still got eyes. Light beers and lariats are what he really likes. Drinking light <laughs> beers and then. That's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Them and Briscoe's from uh, that earlier this year or late last year. I think earlier this year is in GCW. Outstanding. Highly recommend. Mox vs. Mansour on Friday. And then on Saturday, Battle of the Belts. We got Claudio Castagnoli versus Takashita. Takashita, sorry. Takashita. I can never get it. Takashita. Takeshta, Takeshta, Takeshta. Uh, Claudio Casanoli versus Takeshta. Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. And Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. That's, that's good. It'll probably be a pretty kick-ass hour of wrestling, don't you think, Suits? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think we're in for quite a bit of good. These shows look pretty good. Maddie, I, I hate to be rude. Just on, do you mind checking what time this starts on Saturday? Thank you. Uh, there's UFC at seven, but if this is if this is before that, are would people be interested in me doing a watch along on here with something like it was an hour long? I'd maybe get on here for for an hour for Battle of the Belts. Yeah, what do you think about that, Zoops? That's wild to borrow a Rickyism. Well, we'll be Saturday ground floor zero, right? Going double, you double, you double dip. I'm trying to grow this channel. And everything like, uh, I Google is like you got to stream more. Twitch that, wants well, more. Yeah. Out. Eight, Eight p.m. Eastern time, five, so five p.m. Pacific. Might be pushing it. We'll see. Stay tuned uh, at wrestling underscore brain. Uh, after country saying Matt deserves a raise. Hey, let's double what he's making. Zooms. I yeah, agree with that. Triple right? it. Fuck it. Triple it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem, Ashton. You got it, buddy. Hell, I say, like Josh. Let's add a zero. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Seems I'm gonna go one step further, and I hate to sound crazy, but you can move that decimal over three places. Okay, <laughs> who's gonna call us greedy now? <laughs> we got mad at gunpoint, uh, but that is a nice looking card. If they give uh, the, the main event a you know 20 minutes or something, that has a chance of being the best match this week, right? For sure, for sure, yeah, exciting. That's right, Ashton. You guys did it. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> Cadenza just outright remembering. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. No Tough. Panera Bread. Anyone heard the Ryback Panera Bread story? Great one. Google it. Uh, and then next Wednesday, Rushin Andrade versus the Lucha Brothers. Man, if that gets some time, that seems like a, a matchup that I would like to see. I want to see yeah. Penta and Roosh fight. And then I want Absolutely. to see Andrade and Phoenix soar around. It sounds yeah. good to me. Speaking of Claudio, he's out of score to out here uh alongside Wheeler Yula, Wheeler, Wheeler Yuda, who's out for the main event against Jericho. And it leads us to our final keep it or kick it of the evening soups, if you are ready. I can't wait. Keep it or kick it, everyone. You know the deal. Emotes, like it, love it, hate it, despise it. Claudio Castagnoli's entrance music. Hit the music, Maddie. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it, keep it, keep it, kick 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 it,
The answers have rolled in, Zoops. Shall I read them? Yeah, read them out. We've got good friend Jake with a keep. I am Ahab with a kick. Danny DeRosha with a keep. Cadenza with a kick. Stakebuns with a kick. Hits Merrill with a kick. Culture of Losing with a keep. C Suppa 55 with a keep. Sweaters 01 with a kick. Kiss Goods Broda with a kick. Ash Kutcher with a keep. And Trilly McGinnis with a keep. Where are you on this one, Zoops? I guess keep. I don't know that he'll ever be a entrance music presentation always home run guy i think it's just he's sort of a yeah i, I think it's i think it's like a, a slight kick I, I don't i don't find i don't find it remarkable in either way i guess not remarkably offensive or remarkably catchy yeah i kick it too i just feel like it's very generic yeah i guess i guess what i'm all the ways that i'm saying i don't even think about it is sort of another way to say that it's unremarkable and generic and you shouldn't feel that way about your six seven giant champion. Yeah. He needs like Brock Lesnar music. The next next big thing. I just think they went half halfway. Like if they went all the way into like some sort of Swiss, you know, Ricola commercial, it would have been fun. But they decided to make it like guitar and like try to make it cool. And it, I feel like it like uppy. Yeah, like they 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 could have gone uh Valter and they went mm-hmm. like Daniel yeah. Bryan music and I mean like I'm not a Or fan even of something Daniel like Bryan Mox's music. Japan theme or like for a more popular version like a big show one without vocals. Like just something slow and bluesy would have worked just fine. Not a fan. Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Utah for the right to face John Moxley next weekend. Winner never in doubt, but a fun one here. Crowd's so behind Wheeler Yuta, man. We talk so often on the show about John Moxley's ability to get people over, but Wheeler Yuta on a whole other level from his attachment to the Blackpool Combat Club. I honest to God think, you know, I, I can't think of off the top of my head where he would be on the list, but on like most over people right now in the company, Wheeler Yuta somewhere on that list. Like he gets reliable big reactions. You could tell me he gets bigger reactions than Claudio right now in that faction. I would say, yeah, he might. Very impressive stuff out of him, and I thought this match delivered again. I, I'll let you talk about it because you called it out as we were watching it together. Uh, seeing the return of Chris Jericho's Lion Tamer alone, uh, a fun main event, right? Yeah, nice to get. Uh, nice to get the. We'd heard Box calling out the the Lion Heart and wanting that version of Jericho and sort of the that, just that cohesion, just that beat in the story just everything being a story and everything making sense goes a long way small little again this has been what this company is built on basically it's like just the small little homework is done right and it, it builds up and you're like yeah it's just a complete picture and it makes you feel good because it's completed yeah it, it, it all just fits it makes you feel good to watch it you're like yeah that fits that's the way that's supposed to go um I, I, as you said will, will are you to becoming one of the reliable um reactions i think Man, it does him a lot of favors when he when they put Regal on commentary for him. I think yeah. it really Good Regal Regal can make you know the very subtle changes in Wheeler really stand out and talk a lot about you know uh, uh, it, it meant a lot to us for him to for him to out, outthink Chris Jericho recently and like to all improved impressed all of us not just me not just you know I mean it impressed the entire team and the entire team is behind him. Um, and the different ways, the preparation and, and, you know, saying like he may be old, but Chris Jericho knows every single trick in the book. Uh, it's not going to be an easy win for Wheeler Yuta tonight. Like it's going to be, he's going to have to 
find something um i think very cool i I thought i thought a nice piece together and on the other side of the coin i think chris jericho i i might have the timeline a little wrong but i feel roughly around this time last year maybe even a little more recently eight to ten months he felt sort of like not finished in my mind but it's like wow we are winding down the chris jericho story and these last couple months including tonight it's like this guy's not done not by a long shot like Chris Jericho can still get it done with guys half his age should probably benefit a ton from being there with him. Like it's to AEW's benefit that Chris Jericho is there. It does make me think you might see him in New York again one day, but regardless, he is looking good and feeling good. And I thought this match delivered and Wheeler Yuta is the fall guy in that uh, faction right now. So he, he can take wins on the way to Quake at the Lake. And of course, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho on next week's episode of Dynamite. Very cool. Zoobs, that's it for our review. You started, I think you said, around a five and a half. Did we get you up to a six by the end of it? Maybe we did. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe we did. I had a great time on the show tonight. It's hard to just, you know, disconnect that. It's like Double Dudes is so good that, like, it almost adds a point and a half to the show, you know? What would you give Double Dudes tonight, one to seven? Easy seven. Easily a seven. Yeah. How, how, how much of that is, is, uh, is our Matt's songs? A lot of it, I think the, I guess, you know, the, the only note, the only noticeable dip, I think, is the mat eating segment starting to, people are, people are, there's, the, the road is diverging in the wood on the, on the mat eating segment. Yeah. People, seems, people it, have found, figured out how to gamify it. They know if they just start saying salad, it's like, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He's got to eat a lot of salad. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough out there. Merch match, of course. Zoobs. We don't Huge remember win. who invented it, but it was it was a hit. Well, somebody around here invented it. it, Tell you it what, could have been. I'll excite you two weeks from now. I think I've come up with a new game for the show. Hang on a second. I thought oh. about it yesterday, and I was like, ooh. Are you willing to tell it on air right now? Uh, No. Okay. No. I, I respect that. Good tease, though, for two weeks from now when I'm back. Thank you. Uh, Maddie, I think uh, that'll wrap it up for our Dynamite review tonight and uh, give us a chance to transition on over to a little thing I like to call the post-show show. show. 